make sure you're talking to somebody that you'd be willing to trade places with because the advice that they give you is is based on their experience, right? So this woman is a billionaire that I went to for advice. So, and she has a happy marriage, amazing kids. I would trade places with her, okay? She has it all. She's older than me too. And anyway, she's just like, listen, like look at all of the advice you've been taking. It's all been from a man. And you wonder why you're burnt out because you're not taking time for yourself. You're not meant to work this much. If your body actually can't handle it and you've been doing it for so long. I mean, I got my first job when I was 10 years old. So all I, I mean, I'm a workhorse. And this is what everybody in my network marketing company would say, like Kayla will outwork anybody. And I used to take that as a badge of honor. But then like when your health starts to suffer, you know, and your marriage is suffering because you're so in your masculine, right? It's not good. So anyway, she was just like, like, what would it look like to like, just be a woman and be a mom and start to approach your business and your life from that way. Welcome to the Kingdom Minded Mompreneur, where we, Becky and Monique, your new biz besties, both busy moms, just like you. We're here to talk all things network marketing, mom life, and how to truly live out your calling. We'll be dropping two episodes each week to help you, the busy mompreneur, know the exact strategies to build both your business and your home. You'll hear each week from one of the top network marketers on their best tips for what's led to their success and what's working now. We know that you're here because you are called to something more. You have a desire to succeed in both your business and at home, and we are going to teach you how. If you love what you hear here on the podcast and want to be one of our success stories, join us inside our community, The Kingdom Minded Mompreneur, where we provide a daily social media action plan additional resources, kingdom coaching, and more. Click the show notes for the link to join. So let's get into the episode. Hello, everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Kingdom Minded Mompreneur. It's Becky and Monique here, and we are so insanely excited because we have an incredible woman here with us, Kayla Craft is a motivational speaker. She is a success coach. She is a podcaster and an author of a new book that is launching. I'm so excited for you guys to get your hands on it. We'll talk about that in just a few minutes, but she is truly, in my mind, the epitome of the kingdom-minded mompreneur. She is building wealth on this earth as well as in heaven and just has made a huge impact on my own life. And I know Monique, and we are just so thrilled for you to be here, Kayla. Thank you so much for spending some time with us today. Woohoo! I am so excited to be here. Thanks for having me. Well, I would love to start off for you to share with us a little bit about your journey into entrepreneurship and, and maybe even specifically direct sales, network marketing, because I guess, um, and you I'm not exactly sure of your entire journey, but uh, I would imagine for a lot of women, that is their, I guess, entrance into entrepreneurship and kind of, you know, how did that play a role into where you are today? Awesome. So I was an ER nurse and it seems like that was like a million lifetimes ago, honestly, because it it was 13 years ago. I was working as an ER nurse and I had one little kid at home 
and I was introduced to network marketing. And this wasn't the first time I was introduced to network marketing. It was like the second time. Okay. But this time that it, I was, I was introduced, I had more of a why because I had the baby at home and I was like, not loving leaving him for 12 hours a day. And so I saw this concept where, okay, I could talk about these things I'm loving on Facebook because this was back when uh, Facebook was really like the only thing. (laughs) And uh, I was like, I could talk about this in my spare time and maybe people will buy. And if they do, all I want to do is make like an extra $2,000 a month so I can work part-time. And I did that in my first month. And I was like, wow, okay, well, let's set a new goal for ourselves. And then it was 5,000 and then it was 10,000. And and the story goes uh, where I was making eventually, you know, $80,000 a month. And (laughs) it's crazy because it just seems like I said so long ago, but I think it's important to share that when I got started, I, the only reason why I was interested in it was because it solved a problem that I had at the time. And the problem was time. I wanted more of my time with my baby. And so I knew nothing about being an entrepreneur, but I knew how to be myself. And that's one thing that I've always done really well is being myself. And I was just myself on Facebook. I would share. I mean, I was the person that shared the wrong things. I was in a health and wellness company. We weren't supposed to be talking about you know, not feeling good or, you know, drinking a coffee that day. But I was the person that did that. I'd be like, oh my gosh, I just threw up. I just drank this thing and I threw up like, oh my goodness, is this really going to work? And I think that's what, what actually made people follow me was because they knew I wasn't going to lie. If I didn't like this stuff, you were going to know it. And that's just kind of how I built my personal brand still to this day. You're going to know if I don't like you or something. (laughs) Oh, I love that. Yeah. That's my introduction into entrepreneurship was network marketing. I love that. Yeah. I feel like for so many women, that is like the stepping stone of they get started in network marketing and they see what's possible. And they're like, oh, there's so many more things out there. And I think what network marketing provides is an opportunity to learn social media, to learn business. And you made it sound really easy. You were like, well, I started off with 2000 a month and then I started you know, growing, I had $80,000 a month, but I would love to go back to that Kayla. And I'm curious to know what were some of the hurdles that you had to go through to even go from getting started all the way up to the $80,000 months in your network marketing business? Oh, goodness. Well, I think the biggest thing that had to change for me was a vision. And like I said, I mean, I wanted to make $2,000 a month just because I wanted to work less. Right. And so that's not really a vision, but I think it's a good place to start because a lot of us are really good at knowing what isn't working. You know, like we can name a long list of what's not working for us. And that's actually step one of my take seven method that can transform your life that I talk about my new book. What do you really want? It's Mm. what's not working for you in your life. But if you state something that's not working for you in your life, you've got to be willing to do something about it. That's my rule. And so, you know, I had to cast a bigger vision for myself and not just know, okay, what's not working for me? (laughs) Because then what motivates you after you've solved that problem? 
You know, you have to have something that pulls you, that gets you excited to dream bigger, to get out of your comfort zone because, you know, making $2,000 a month was, was, you know, my friends and family had bought at that point. And okay. Now in order to build a large sales organization, we definitely have to start talking to people we don't know. And we've got to step into leadership of growing a team. And I kind of knew how to do that. I was a charge nurse, so I did know how to lead people. And I read a lot of John Maxwell books already at that point in my life. And I was like, okay, like, I think I could, I think I could do this. I've just got to help enough people get what they want. And I know everybody listening in right now is a network marketer. And you've heard that a million times. If I just help enough people get what they want, I'll always have what I want. (laughs) And so I kind of just focused on that. That's how I grew to, you know, a large sales organization is I just started focusing on the people in my organization and finding out what their goals were, helping them achieve their goals. And then my goals did happen as a byproduct. Hmm. I love that. I, yeah, yeah. I'm always telling people like one of my favorite quotes, right? The Zig Ziglar one, if you help enough other people get what they want, you will get what you want. So that was perfect to transition, transition, I think, to this conversation of your book, right? So you have launched or launching a new book. Uh, what do you really want? And I am so excited about this because as I mentioned already before and several times, I have been just binging your content for years and I've watched the transition from mommy millionaire to crafted entrepreneur and, and just this like growth. I think the, the levels that you have grown into are something that not only I desire, but I know our listeners and I know the women that are listening to this, they're, they're hearing the like, wow, $80,000 a month. Like they probably can't even comprehend. Right. And you mentioned, um, that first concept of, um, what's not working. And so when people establish, when these women are, are looking at their life or their schedules or routines or whatever, right. And they've kind of figured out, okay, what's not working? And obviously they're all going to go buy your book because they need this formula, but what's next? Like, what is it, right? Just like you said, it's okay. It's, it's easy for us to be like, well, I know this isn't working. I know that. And my morning routine is terrible and this, that, and the other, like, what is, what is it that they need to do next? Because it can be a little overwhelming to look at everything that's going wrong in their life. Mm. (sighs) It's a good question. It can be overwhelming. And I think it's, if we break up our life into five different areas, health, wealth, career, spiritual, and relationships, and we just ask, okay, what's not working for me in my health? You know, some of us will go, well, I I don't want to keep drinking energy drinks. I don't have the energy. Okay. You know, well then if you, what would life look like for you? If you did have the energy, what would be different for you? Life gets better when you ask better questions of yourself. And a lot of us have been trained to ask the wrong questions. We will go and say things like, I don't know why I'm not where I want to be. What's wrong with me? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Like, and okay. When we ask ourselves the question, what's wrong with me? Guess what? Our mind loves to be smart. It loves to have the answer. So it's going to go find a million reasons that there are something wrong with you you know, and then we feel disempowered. We have given our power away to a lie. And that's how the enemy uses us to stay 
bound in shackles of doubt and fear. And then we end up getting nothing done and not accomplishing our dreams. And we live out this self-fulfilling prophecy that we're not good enough and that it wasn't meant for me to have wealth. Right. So we've got to get better at asking ourselves questions. And that's really what my book is. It's a tool to teach you how to ask powerful questions of yourself. I live by this motto of, I will grow to the extent that my questions grow. Mm -hmm. So I want to ask myself really good questions because that increases my quality of life. Oh, I love that. I love what you said. You said life gets better when you ask better questions of yourself. And I think when you do that, you know, it requires you to be honest and have taken honest evaluation and not make excuses. You know, so often we're quick to make excuses about why something is the way it is instead of asking questions of ourselves. So you said to look at these areas, you said health, wealth, career, spiritual, and relationships. I would love for you to share specifically on the spiritual side, something that Becky and I have admired about you is you are open about your faith. You are very transparent about who you are and how you really build differently in that God is your CEO and the way that you operate your business is from a different perspective. So I'd love for you to share a little bit about your own faith journey. Have you always been a Christian or how did you become a Christian? And then how does that impact your life and your business? Mm, Really good question. I was raised in faith. So I was raised by a single mom. And my dad was in jail for most of my childhood. And I just had a chaotic kind of family life. And the one thing my mom did was she always took us to church on Wednesday and Sundays. And so that was my safe space. And I went to missionettes and I learned, you know, scriptures. And I just really learned at a young age to trust God, that everything was going to work out. If I just trusted God, he had a plan for my life you know, he set me apart and he chose me. I really believe that because that was the truth. I was fed on a regular basis. My mom was always very good about speaking life into me as well, especially like biblical. She's still that way today. You know, like what would Jesus do? I was wearing that bracelet when I was eight years old, Mm -hmm. you know? So, so faith was always a really big part of my life. I got married young which a lot of Christians do. (laughs) We're like, Hey, Dancy makes babies. We need to get married. So I was married by the time I was 21 and Chase was a Christian too. And then things got interesting because we were going after our careers and I had that really quick success in network marketing, which actually pulled me away from my faith because I thought, wow, I'm amazing. And I became a little more self-reliant for several years. And it caused a lot of, it caused a lot of problems in my life, to be honest with you, especially in my marriage, because I was not that type of person (laughs) when I got married, I was not like, Ooh, a hotshot girl. And my husband was like, who are you? And I'm like, I'm amazing. How are you? You know, (laughs) he's like, what happened to this? Like sweet little girl I married, you know? So God had to humble me in my late twenties early thirties. I had a, you know, I thought I had the Midas touch. And so I started things and they failed. And I realized really quickly that, you know, I am not the source of my success. God is, and he could choose at any time to, you know, elevate me or take me down. And so I 
I started to collaborate with God and say, whatever you want from me, God is what I want. I don't want the things of this world. And that's one thing that I realized, and I'm not saying it was network marketing, but you know, there's a scripture in the Bible that says, um, God will give you riches and he will add no sorrow with it. And when that whole thing happened and I was, I had made millions of dollars in that industry, I wasn't happy. And so when I really asked myself, like, is this from God? Because I always thought like God chose me. I think God allowed it to happen, but I don't think that was really the path that God wanted me to be on for me specifically. And so I walked away from network marketing and, you know, we have several businesses now and are doing, you know, different things. And I don't have anything against network marketing. I think it was a great springboard, but for me, it just wasn't, you know, good for my mental health (laughs) to be at the top of a company and get all of that attention and stuff. It just, it wasn't good for me. So I think that's something that, uh, I think people really should think about is like, if God wants you to have it, you're going to be happy and it's not going to cause like harm in your life, you know? Yes, 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 yeah. yes. <laughs> yeah. And no. so I think, yeah, the, the question, I know I kind of went on a tangent there, but the question was like, what's your faith journey been like? It's been all over the place because I, uh, I believe that the more you're elevated and bigger things are happening in your life, you have more influence. There's going to be more spiritual attacks because mm-hmm. you become, you know, like a target of the enemy. And so, because you could influence for good or bad. And so you just really need to be aware of that. Like every new level you're going to, you need to armor up. You need to know you're walking into a battle every single day. And most people don't realize that they think it's rainbows and sunshine and manifestation. (laughs) And, and if you do think that like, oh my gosh, I hope you have prayer warriors around you because you need to be seeing into the spiritual realm that you're your enemy, You, you have an enemy. And you got to fight for what God wants for you and your family and not just, you know, let the world have you. Oh my word. I mean, so much about Monique was over there smiling and like laughing and I'm like reading her mind because so much of what you just shared is very similar to my own story. I'm not going to get into it, but it is very similar, you know, had the success felt like I, you know, I'm untouchable, you know, I could do all of these things. Meanwhile, my faith was taking a back seat. My health was declining. I had gained a ton of weight, just not taking care of priorities out of whack, you know, just all the things. And I do feel like it's just interesting because I think there's so many beautiful things about the the industry, right? Like direct sales, you know, it solves so many problems. I think, you know, for women, whether it's like get out of debt or like you said, like go part-time for me, it was, I didn't want to go back to teaching, you know? And I think a lot of times I do believe God, you know, gives us this almost like peek into possibility, right? Like what's possible, but this is not the end all be all for many women. And I do think he wants you to, and he obviously, right. Had these insane plans, like probably even what you're doing now, you're, you had no idea, right. Back then, or obviously when you were in the ER, but even in direct sales, right. Like I was like, I'm going to be in this industry forever. Like I'm making such good money. This is so great. But then you begin to crave that more. Right. And really, I think it's God like working on our heart and saying like, Hey, you know, 
I'm 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 over here trying I like I have these grand plans for you but you're still working over here like I needed you to walk through it and not stay in it and so he's obviously used it as like this catalyst to give you that peek into the entrepreneur journey and I love that you use the word collaborate with him because mm. I do think so many times we literally just had a podcast episode we launched um this week about how people think like, oh, God is my support. Like I'll go to him if I need something, you know, like I'll just, I'll let him know, you know, he's like this thing on the side, like I'll let him know if I need support with the plans that I have for my life versus saying like, what are your plans, you know, that you have. And so I just love so much that you are so bold about it and about sharing too, like, you know, it isn't necessarily for everyone, but I do think a lot of people are able to learn some insane skills in this industry and recognizing that the success, the the worldly success is not truly what matters, right? Because, you know, we see every day like doors close for a company and, and you may spend 20 years building your business and your life and your identity around this company when really you could have been starting nonprofits and investing. And I know that's something I'm really interested to hear your perspective on. Like if you could go back to those $80,000 months. Cause I know for me, I told people all the time, I'm, I was really, really stinking good at making money, but I was really good at spending it. It was like money came in, money went out. And, you know, I changed my lifestyle. I changed all these things. And I, ha I wouldn't say I have regrets, right? I learned from it, but I'm just curious, like to the women that are in the industry now, instead of idolizing, like, you know, physical things, like, what would you tell that woman? Like, how would she, how would that version of you now, right? If you had had those, you know, paychecks in the industry, like, how would you spend that money? Mm. Yeah. Do not spend anything on your lifestyle and go invest everything. Get educated on creating assets for you and your family that are cash flowing and focus on that because like, you don't need a new outfit for every single event that you put on. And you don't need to increase your lifestyle. Once you start making money, you don't need to retire your husband. Uh, you know, all of the things like the lies that Becky's you, over here, rolling her eyes. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's because it's so it's rampant in the culture, right? Mm -hmm. And it needs to stop because what happens is everybody retires their husband and then you become shackled to the company and you become shackled to that paycheck and you have no freedom and everybody expects to watch you have this certain lifestyle and you feel the pressure to have that lifestyle and then um you end up broke right <laughs> which is which is what i've seen over and over again and thankfully i did fall into that for a little bit but thankfully my husband was like not about keeping up with the joneses he came from a family who had money and so he didn't really have like he's like i don't like his dad to this day drives like an f150 and you wouldn't know that he's like a multi multi-millionaire, you know, and I'm not mm -hmm. F-150s are expensive nowadays, but you right, know what I'm right. saying? Like he doesn't we care. Mean, yeah. <laughs> he doesn't care. And so Chase obviously didn't care. Like he had nothing to prove me. I was like this little poor little girl. Mm -hmm. and I wanted everybody to know I'm rich, you know, but I really like wasn't at the time. I'm like, okay, now I understand what being rich means. You need to have, uh, you know, a lot of assets that are paying for your lifestyle. And so yeah. Uh, people need to focus on their net worth and not how much money they're making every month. So if you're making a lot of money every month, how is that growing your net worth? And that's like, don't quit your job, like take everything that you're making and go and invest it. So that way you really have freedom. Oh, I love that so much. 
yeah, I'm just, you know, it's, it's always hindsight is 2020 when you look back and can think of things from that perspective. And I think also there's a difference. I mean, I presume we're all probably close in age. There's a difference between when you're in your thirties versus in your twenties. I think you look at things differently. You spend differently. Your priorities are different. So I love that you shared that your husband was the one who kind of had that perspective because I think it helps you to see things differently. I think when we have husbands who are that way, um, it's kind of like that mirror that, you know, when you go back to the questions, asking questions, it's like, if you ask questions about why am I spending, it just helps you think about that. I love that you said that. So you had a post recently on Facebook and I, I love that, you know, Becky and I have been following you for some time and I have personally noticed the shift of this, um, you know, energy that you had of success in business and whatever it takes and all of that to really a more softened side of you where you're not that you weren't prioritizing your family, but I think you're sharing more of that. You're sharing more of some things that have changed in your heart. So I want to read this and I'd love for you to expand on this. You said, hi, I'm a mom of three babes, 13, 11, and nine. I used to work my business like a man, nonstop work. I vowed that my kids would never be an excuse. Then I found myself burnout and a marriage in absolute shambles. If things kept going the same way, my life was going to end up far from what I ultimately wanted and what God had destined for me. I looked and all my business advice was given by a man, which nothing against them. It was great advice for my husband, not for me. I started to focus on what I wanted most to be a present mom and point my babes to Jesus. I stopped pointing out the fact that I was the breadwinner to my husband every chance I got and focused on healing all of my daddy issues. Okay, so you go on to say more um, in this post, but I would love for you to share this shift that you have made and kind of walk us through that journey. Mm, yeah. So my first business coach I ever hired was a man and he was great. There's nothing against any of these people. Right. But, uh, then the second business coach I hired was also a man who didn't have kids. And so his, his strategy was always do more. Okay. You want to make more money? Okay. Just go and post more on social media, go and do this, go and do that, go host another event. I'm like, so I would do that. And like, at one point I had 18 events in one year and, um, I was just tired and exhausted <laughs> and like, okay, I have money, but I'm not happy. I found myself in the same thing again. I'm out of network marketing. I have my own brand, but I still like, don't really like this. And I, I realized I talked to one of my best friends who's very, very, very successful. Who this is the point I want to make. When you go and you talk to somebody about, you know, a change you want to make, make sure you're talking to somebody that you'd be willing to trade places with because the advice that they give you is, is based on their experience, right? So this woman is a billionaire that I went to for advice. So, and she has a happy marriage, amazing kids. I would trade places with her. Okay. She has it all. She's older than me too. And anyway, she's just like, listen, like, look at all of the advice you've been taking. It's all been from a man. And you wonder why you're burnt out because you're not taking time for yourself. You're not meant to work this much. Like your body actually can't handle it. And you've been doing it for so long. I mean, I got my first job when I was 10 years old. So all I, I mean, I'm a workhorse and this is what everybody in my network marketing company would say, like Kayla will outwork anybody. And I used to take that as a badge of honor, but then like when your health starts to suffer, you know, and your marriage mm -hmm. is suffering because you're so in your masculine, right. It's not good. So anyway, she was just like, like, what would it look like to like, just be a woman and be a mom 
and start to approach your business and your life from that way. And that's what she does. And she owns several companies, you know? So I was like, okay, yeah. What would that look like? I would make more space for myself. I would say no a lot more. I would have healthy boundaries. I would put systems in place that work better for me. And so I just started to do that. And now I'm very careful, um, to take advice. I really have, like, I work very closely with my pastors, one who is a female who really helps me with, you know, just, okay, keep the main thing, the main thing, which is God chase and my kids and always in that priority, you know, like making sure I'm really seeking the kingdom of God first. And things just started to slowly shift in my life. And, um, you know, I think that there's like, I think Alex Ramosi, right. He's very popular right now. It's like, okay, mm-hmm. yeah, that's we're great. <laughs> yeah. And, and his stuff is great, but it's like, look, he doesn't have kids. Mm-hmm. Okay. He's not a Christian. So why would we sit here and like really run our businesses like this guy? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. I think you could take some things and go, okay, how do I work? Like, how do I work this into the lifestyle I want? Right. Okay. Like for me, I know content is king, but I I had somebody follow me around 24 seven with a video camera and my kids absolutely hated it. So for me, I can't do that because my kids I'm with my kids constantly. Okay. Uh, (laughs) you know what I mean? And they hate being on camera. So it's like, okay, that's not going to work for me. So what it will work for me. Okay. Now I film one day a month. I'm in the studio for 10 hours and I get a ton of content that way. You know, now I teach my clients to do the same thing. And so, um, and I am not mom on that day. I am completely, I take the entire day off and the day after, and that's Mm -hmm. fine. And then the rest of the time I'm mom and I still will work, but you know what I mean? Like it's, there's more balance. It works better for me. So good. So, so good. Because I think too, you know, it's really hard when you do have that drive for success and you're like, okay, God, why would you give me this desire to have these things? And I'm curious your thoughts on, on this. What do you think is the root of it? Like when women come into this industry and they, they see the opportunity and yes, the culture of the industry and like all the shiny objects and carrot chasing and that, but just in general, like I know the woman listen, listening to this, her heart is in the right place, right? Just like yours was and mine was. And then you get to this place of burnout. My my youngest is five and she'll, she'll be like, mommy, you're not allowed to record me right now. Like she'll tell me. And it's also like, you know, it's kind of like smacks me in the face. Like, okay, maybe I need to put my phone away. Like, and just enjoy the moment, you know, versus like trying to, everything is content or whatever. And I would just love to hear your perspective of, what do you think is at the root of that desire to build this life of abundance, right? Financial wealth and all of these things. And how can we still chase after it, right? Still want those things, but create this balance, right? That, that ever changing, like almost like definition for women and is you have to work differently. It, it, it's like, you just can't. I mean, I don't know about you, but it's like, there's things that happen, right? Your kids get up in the middle of the night throwing up. And, you know, when I, you know, when you have those circumstances, nine times out of 10, it's not the husband who gets up with the kids and is completely exhausted and changing their schedule the next day. Right. And so I just would love to know, what do you think 
is at that root. And then how can we, what are maybe like one or two like tangible things that the, they can do to still feel like comfortable, I guess, chasing after those desires that God's, you know, kind of given to them or they have, but in a way that is aligned with what God has for us as women and mothers. Well, I think it's really important to understand how those desires were planted there in the first place, because sometimes we'll go, oh, God gave me this desire, but really is because we were scrolling social media and we saw somebody else's house. And now all of a sudden we want that house, you know, we need to be real with ourselves that exposure creates expansion and that will change our desires. So what are you exposing your heart to? Right. And be careful that this is why in the Bible, it talks about this so much. You have to guard your heart above all else. It should be your full-time job to guard your heart. You know, what are you exposing yourself to? Okay. The richest people I know in the world, you don't know what they have. Mm. And that's also a shift you guys probably saw in me too, is because I stopped, I actually moved out of the house I was in two years ago because I had done like a home tour and all that kind of stuff. And I had some weird crap happen. And I was like, I don't want anybody to know where I live. And I don't want them to know how big my house is. And I moved. I mean, legit, I got, I became so private about my life and the, mm-hmm. and like, I don't share that kind of stuff anymore. And mm-hmm. I feel like, because it makes people go, Oh, I want a house like Kayla. Oh, I want this. And I think uh, we, we need to be careful about that because really the desire of our heart should be to complete the great commission. It should be to witness to people and love people and point people to Jesus. And instead we can get really hooked on, Oh, but I'm sharing this because it's expanding people's mindset to what's possible for them. But really guess what? It's not possible for everybody because if you have three demanding children under the age of four, you should make those people your full-time job. Okay. And like, that's the truth. I know a lot of people that's going to ruffle a lot of feathers, but it is true and support your husband and, you know, like make more money. I know my husband makes more money when I'm more supportive of him Mm. and I, and I, uh, and he's making more money than I could ever have made honestly, because what he's doing, it's like genius. But, um, I think that that's really important to go, God, what do you have for my family? I'm going to do a social media detox and I'm going to really just ask you to give me dreams, give me insight on what you want for me. I don't want to get that insight from watching other people online, you know? And then God, you'll have dreams and he might have a big house for you and big land. And then, okay, give me the strategy, God. What do you want us to do? And let him blow your mind with what he has available for you and your family, but start seeking him first and not social media first. Mm. Well, I just have to say that is why God has put you in this position and going to continue to elevate you. And I just can see insanely insane wealth. I was even telling my mom last night, I was like, I don't know her net worth. I know she's like multi, multi-millionaire, but I said, but I know she'll leave her legacy being a billionaire because I said, she just has her heart in the right place. And I think the fact that you're willing to say the thing that needs to be said, right. That God is like, Hey, this is, this is the truth, right. Speak truth in love and, and that you are sharing it out of love and calling people higher. Right. I mean, that's, that's to, like you said, it's going to ruffle feathers and it's bold. And 
maybe at one point in time, scary to say those things, but I just love, I love the compassion that you have for women and just the industry and also the journey you've been on and the growth, you know, how far you've come as well. I'm just inspired by it. Well, first of all, thank you. I received the billionaire. That is, I was <laughs> just talking to my friend before this call and I was like, I know I'm going to be a billionaire. Uh, so I received that. Thank you, God, for that heart tug there. And I need to say something on this because I only got to this point in my life from failing so much. Hmm. And I think that's really important to point out because, um, you know, it's said that a wise person will learn from other people's mistakes. So that's why I share about my failures and I, and I am so open about this it's because a foolish person will learn from their own mistakes. And that's really what I am. I've made so many of my own mistakes. Okay. And that's why I do feel convicted. Like I have to share these things. So less people will make the same mistakes that I did, but you got to start messy. You're going to mess up, but it's biblical that God will prosper our mistakes when we repent and we follow him you know, and just say, okay, like I receive your grace and mercy. I've made some bad financial choices. I've made some arrogant comments, you know, whatever you've done in the past, it's not too big that God can't forgive and redeem you from. And so when you walk in that truth and you live in that holy expectation that God's going to use your life for his glory, you will expect big things to happen into your life. That's how you have to move and just go like, you're not going to get it right. hundred percent of simple. We have, you know, I, I, one thought I had this morning, I was like, I cannot believe I just thought that in my mind, God, forgive me. Like I am like deep down, like we all have these sinful, horrible things. Okay. Mm. But God will turn that around for his good. You just got to believe that. And you got to stay plugged into a podcast like this, right? Kingdom minded, like be kingdom minded. And then things will start to fall into place for you. Have your priorities, right? Yeah. Oh, so good. So you're a mom of three and I'm sure there are things when you were talking about failure, I'm sure there there are things that you look at in your own parenting that you probably wish you did differently. And I'm sure there are things that you look at and you're proud of how you are raising your children. And so we would love to hear what is your definition of a kingdom minded mompreneur? Hmm. Well, I think that our job as parents is to teach our kids how to think, not what to think. And if you can teach your kids the critical thinking process, so like in my book where I talk about the questions, if you can teach your kids how to ask powerful questions of themselves and of God, of the Bible, while they're reading the word, you're teaching them a very powerful skill that will live on long past you because our job as parents is to raise them to be independent beings, right? One day we're not going to be around to help them with all their problems. And I think right now there's a lot of parents that are too protective too they're sheltering their kids too much. And, you know, they just, I don't know, they give their kids too many choices. And my thing is like, Hey, we are all in God's kingdom. Okay. And there are kingdom laws, just like if we live in the U S there are laws to live in the U S but then on top of that, for us Christians, there are laws of the kingdom and we need to be mindful of them. There are written laws that are in the Bible. And then there are unwritten laws 
from Mm -hmm. stories and parables, right. That God and Jesus use in the Bible. And so we need to be aware of this and know the mindsets behind why we want to follow these laws, because when you're in covenant with God and his, you know, the, in your living in kingdom, everything will be in alignment for our kids. But most of us were not taught these kingdom rules. And so it's our job as parents to teach them the keys to the kingdom. Oh, I know we're both like, whoo, mic drop. <laughs> I love so it. I love good. it. Well, Kayla, share with us where our audience can get your book. So what do you really want is the name of your new book. Share with us where we can get that, where people can connect with you so that everyone can go out, get your copy and uncover. I'm excited about that. Take seven method. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's really, it's a take seven tool. You know, you can use it several times throughout your day to help you start really getting what you want. And when I say what you want, it's not like your selfish desires that we talked about earlier. It's learning how to be in alignment with what God has for you because you start looking at yourself like God looks at you. That's a very big distinction that most people don't make. They look at themselves like the world sees them. And you need to look at yourself like God sees you. You're made in his image. You have everything you need because you have him. And when you really believe that you walk differently and go after your dreams differently. So I hope that's why, why people pick up the book, give a copy to your friends and family. You can get it on craftedoffer.com. So, uh, and you get some free goodies too, when you go over there and, and get the book right now, I have a course that goes along with it. So you really learn the take seven method and are able to do it anytime, anywhere, And yeah, I'd love for your audience to check it out. Plus I also have a podcast called the crafted entrepreneur where they can just dig in deeper on all things entrepreneurship as well. Awesome. And we will be sure to include all the links in the show notes so you can get access to those exclusive bonuses. And Kayla, just thank you so much. We are just so grateful for you, grateful for the way God is using you and how, I mean, I just can only begin to imagine the impact that your book, that just everything that you put out into the world, the millions and millions, probably billions of people, the lives that are that are being changed. And I just want to say thank you again for spending some time with us. And we just, we really, really appreciate you. Well, thank you so much for having me. And I'm really proud of both of you for doing this work. And I just pray protection over both of you and your families. And I pray that every person that's listening to this podcast is blessed largely. Thanks so much for listening to the Kingdom Minded Mompreneur. If you loved what you heard today, could you stop and give us a five-star rating and review? It helps our visibility on podcasting platforms so others like you can hear more of this message. Also, if this episode encouraged you, we would love for you to pass it along to your own biz bestie and anyone else who could benefit. Lastly, don't forget that if you want to hang out with us just a little bit more, join us inside the Kingdom Minded Mompreneur community. Click the link in the show notes. Bye for now.